The Lunker Dog, Captain Norm, and the world's favorite millennial, Stephen Busaka, kick off the 2024 podcast season with a new theme, Who's Running on Water? Captain Jeff informs the audience on this week's episode of The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff. Welcome to the first episode of The Real Guy Podcast for 2024. This will be the 242nd episode. I'd like to thank the audience who have been on the journey with us on the Real Guy Podcast over the last five years. I would also like to thank all the guests that have been on. They were some of the most interesting people in the sport fishing world. And to have them join us on the Real Guy Podcast was such an honor. And I can't forget the two co-hosts, the world's favorite millennial, Stephen Busaka, who's been with me since day one. And crazy Captain Norm, with his unfiltered point of view and his old school way of thinking. It has always been our goal on the Real Guy Podcast to entertain you educate you, and most importantly, make you laugh a little bit. You know, five years ago when I first started doing the Real Guy podcast, I wasn't sure, well, hell, I wasn't even sure what I was exactly doing. What I did know was we had an audience from YouTube, and we had a big social media presence, and telling fish stories is always something that everybody does, and people will always do. But there were so many things that I didn't know. Like, we didn't know much about sound quality. Not much about editing or how to make a good podcast, but we started and we never looked back. We started uploading and grew the podcast one episode at a time, never trying to pull the wool over the audience's eyes and just keeping it real and being honest about what we did know and I think most importantly about what we didn't know. We wanted to bring you real stories from people that were passionate about the water, and I don't mean just fishing. We interviewed surfers paddleboarders, famous captains and restaurant owners, all sorts of conservationists, and all sorts of foundations that are in the fight for clean water. And the way social media works, whether it's email, messaging on Instagram, Facebook, all these different ways people now can communicate, we've been able to get a pretty good read on what the audience likes and what they don't like. The one thing that I can tell you that they really like is they like it when they learn something. When I say learn something, I don't want you to think it's like boring necessarily or textbook. I mean, some of the things people have learned are just from goofy conversation. Like there's people in the Real Guy podcast that honestly know the difference between a guy that would wear a hollow gold Italian horn compared to a solid one. Thanks to the world's favorite millennials, Stephen Busaka. I mean, goofy little things like that. We've gotten emails about all the way up to the most serious things like... When we have a scientist on that wants to teach us about fecal bacterial levels and things like that. Many have learned the history about different coastal communities. I think what we've all been able to learn together, everybody here over at the Real Guy podcast, the audience, is we all share a huge concern for different water quality issues. And we've gone way out of our way to learn about them. Now there's different issues in different parts of the state. Some people are more concerned with some than others. For instance, the Captains for Clean Water crowd, they're concerned about water flow going from the Everglades south to Everglades National Park. And we've had Benny Blanco on here to talk about it extensively. Many in urban areas are concerned with the big infrastructure problems that we have here in the state of Florida, where we are leaking and dumping raw sewage 
right into the ocean, right into the intercoastal waterway and local canals all through the state of Florida and other coastal communities all up and down the East Coast. And one of the last big arguments and concerns out there is how the drain runoff system works. I mean, basically, we use the canal system and the ICW as a dump. What I mean by that is every piece of plastic, all sorts of petroleum products, rubber, all sorts of things that doesn't break down or that does break down goes right into the drain. The drains go right into the intercoastal. The intercoastal goes right into the ocean. And all of us have been affected by it. Now this year is different. It's different because it's an election year. It's different because we have thousands of people that are educated in our audience now. It's different because we've learned about different solutions and we can now offer them. It's different because we've reached out to our local leaders and are now pleading with them. And it's different because we're learning how to fight this fight together, like soldiers. And lastly, it's different because we're going to roll with a new slogan this year. It's going to be a slogan that we can share with all the different foundations, all the different people that are concerned about their coastal communities. It's a slogan that can unite all the foundations. And it's a slogan we can use all throughout our coastal communities. Our slogan for 2024 is we want to know which politicians are running on water. The slogan is, who's running on water? This slogan also serves as a call to action. And what I mean by that is you can find out who is it in your local election, in your local community, which one of your leaders is an advocate to the fight for clean water and which ones are not. If you belong to one of these foundations, like the CCA, Captains or Clean Waters, Bonefish Tarpon Trust, they can do some of the work for you. They probably already know who's an advocate and who isn't. So if you're a member, ask them, who's running on water? I mean, this is a way everybody can get involved. And let me give you an example of how we've done it here in Fort Lauderdale. It was approximately 10 years ago, you know, fishing every day as a fishing guide, I knew that the ecosystem here in Fort Lauderdale was collapsing. And the ecosystem that we, that we call uh, the New River that spills into the intercoastal waterway that goes out to Port Everglades to the ocean. Now here in southeast Florida, we've been a victim of all three phases. We have a water flow problem. We've dammed up all the rivers where the water used to flow naturally from the Everglades to the ocean. We've added drains that just pour the pollution right into the intercoastal and the river. And our infrastructure here is horrendous. You can smell the sewage as it leaks into the waterways. And this is what's killed the entire ecosystem here. You see, our seawalls used to have robust oysters and barnacles, crabs, all sorts of crustaceans. Now, it's just black algae and slime. The river was healthy and it was infested with blue crabs, snooks, mullets, sand perch, all sorts of wildlife loved that river. Now, there's almost nothing. But all I could do was complain at the beginning because I didn't know what to do. Well, then Fort Lauderdale goes through a catastrophe where the biggest sewage spill ever recorded happened right here in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Because of that, we got national exposure, and a very important foundation came into town called the Water Security Project. And I met these guys, and I made a relationship with Terry Gibson. Terry was an outdoorsman. He was a surfer, 
He was a fisherman. He had a lot of experience with this kind of stuff, and I learned a ton from him. Also, Steve Kander hooked me up with this lady called Nyla Pipes from One Florida Foundation. Vast experience on fighting with the government about infrastructure and septic. Both of them met with me, talked with me, and both of them were guests on this podcast. He told me that I had to make relationships with my local officials if I wanted to get anything done. So I did just that. First, I reached out to my local commissioner, a guy named Glassman. The part of town he was commissioner of had massive sewage breaks. That would be Coral Ridge, and it devastated one of the parks that we have here, which would be George English Park. So I reached out to Steve Glassman. Rio Vista was the other part of town that really got hit hard by the sewage spill. And the Tarpon River got totally filled up with raw sewage, and it killed everything. So I reached out to the commissioner there, Ben Sorensen. And then lastly, I made a relationship with the mayor, Dean Trentalis. I went so far where I actually took Glassman out and the mayor out on my boat to show them how devastated the areas were and gave them some solutions on how we could clean the place up and make sure that the wildlife could thrive again. I showed them areas in the intercoastal where 80% of the pollution would gather in 20% of the areas. And I told them that a water goat system could clean this stuff up pretty much on a daily basis. Then we went around and I showed them where we could reintroduce mangroves into the ecosystem that would help with all sorts of different wildlife. We spoke about drains and filters that we could put on these drains to help filter the contaminants before they get into the intercoastal. And lastly, we talked about testing the water on a monthly basis to find out if we're cleaning it up or not. We suggested protein skimmer technology that was built right here in town. What happened next was appalling, but it is something that we can use to win in the fight for clean water. Have you ever heard the politician say, never let a a good crisis go to waste? Well, here in the city of Fort Lauderdale, when we did have the big crisis, they took full advantage of it. They spent a few million dollars that simply greased the pockets of some of the people that are involved in local government contracts. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on surveys. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars dredging about a 300-foot area of the totally devastated Tarpon River Canal, which absolutely did nothing. And we hired two doofuses and a john boat to go around the intercoastal waterway with dip nets to clean the place up. I was on the same water that they were supposed to be cleaning up for, for, for over 200 days last year, and I didn't see them once. The only thing the city did that I found constructive at all is they hired the Miami waterkeepers to test 10 different locations around town once a month to find out how the fecal bacteria levels were going. And so far, the only legitimate data we have, which are these tests, show that the city is failing on all cylinders. The fecal bacteria levels have failed over and over and over again in the last few years. In other words, the water here in Fort Lauderdale isn't even safe to swim in or eat the fish out of. So, what does all this mean for the city of Fort Lauderdale, Broward County, South Florida, Florida, in its fight for clean water? Well, I can tell you one thing. Here in Fort Lauderdale, there are three officials that we need to vote out because we know damn well that they're not in the fight for clean water. And that would be the two commissioners and the mayor of Fort Lauderdale. Now, this is where you can come in. This is where we can get some leverage from the audience. In your town, If you have a city official, a commissioner, a mayor, 
somebody that works for the county, the state, or even the feds for that matter, if you have somebody that you're a fan of, we want to know who that person is and why you're a fan of that person. If you have an official that's a complete jerk and has done absolutely nothing, like the three officials that I talked about here in Fort Lauderdale, we'd like to know that also. And that's how we spread the slogan, who's running on water. And that's how we get the right people into office. Whether we like it or not, if we want to win the fight for clean water, we have to get political and we have to vote the right people into office. Otherwise, we're no better off than I was 10 years ago when I noticed the ecosystem failing and all I did was complain about it. It didn't do much. But through this podcast, I've learned enough to know that at least we're taking the right steps here. And those steps can be duplicated all over the state. So step one is to get to know your local officials and find out who's your hero and who's not. Reach out to your favorite nonprofit organization and ask them who's running on water. Explain to them what the slogan's about and ask them to spread the slogan across their organization so their members can get a whiff of this. This will accomplish two goals for us. One, I think it's a great way to unite all the foundations and all the nonprofits that are working on this fight for clean water. Also, I think it's a great way to introduce the general public to the problems that we have. I mean, Florida's growth rate is incredible. Hundreds of thousands of people are moving here every single year, and they don't know the issues that we have. They come here because they want to enjoy the water, the outside, the sunshine. I mean, yeah, Florida is a place to be. It's really nice. So let's try to plan on keeping it that way instead of changing it. I mean, we can do this by simply educating people on what the problems are and showing the politicians and the leaders of the state the solutions that will actually work. The other thing is it's going to bring some reality to the whole problem. Now think about this. Who in the country, who in the state, who in your city, who in your church realizes and understands that the water here between Palm Beach, Miami, Tampa, is some of the most polluted water in all of the country, in all of the world for that matter. And the simple slogan, who's running on water, will open up people's eyes to the issues and the problems that we have. Now last week on social media, I used Instagram, I used Facebook, and I used X. And what I did was, is I asked everybody that follows, if they had a city leader, an elected official that we could get behind, somebody that they value, somebody that they think is doing the right thing, to speak up and let us know who that is. Conversely, I also asked about elected officials that were horrible and have not helped, like the city officials here in Fort Lauderdale. And I hardly got any response. And that would be normal because people don't know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are in our fight for clean water. And that's why I want you to ask the foundation that you may be involved in or the commissioner you may support governor, senator, the list goes on, and then reach out to us on the Real Guy podcast so we can help spread the word and keep and get the right people in office that might help with this problem. I've had hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people ask me, what can I do to help? Well, this is an exercise that everybody can do and it will help and it will get the ball rolling. The other thing you can do to help is turn people on to this podcast. I can't tell you how many people I run into at boat ramps or at marinas or whatever that say, Hey, Captain Jeff, I've been listening to your podcast for years now. You've opened my eyes. I look at the water a completely different way. 
And I got to tell you, it's been extremely satisfying. It's been satisfying because all the other attempts have failed to educate people or to get something done. I mean, it's completely frustrating to watch these ecosystems totally plummet year after year after year. And it gives you the feeling of helplessness. But the podcast, the podcast has worked. It's helped educate people. It's helped people understand what the real problems are. And I know in the bottom of my heart that this audience can make a difference in this year's election. So ask yourself, ask your city officials, ask your friends, ask the people that are in these foundations, who is running on water in 2024? This is Captain Jeff. I look forward to bringing you multiple episodes over the course of 2024. And yeah, we'll keep bringing you the the interviews and the guests of some of the most interesting people in the fishing world. Two co-hosts, Captain Norm and Steven Busaka, raring to go for 2024. And remember, this is an election year. This is a year we get something done. You spend three years to learn and educate yourself and one year to elect the new officials. I look forward to working with every single one of you in our fight, in our goal. For 2024, who's running on water? And as always, run that dog.